Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. BP, Shell and most of the other majors published their third quarter results this week. Many either sustained losses or achieved only a meagre profit. But numbers dramatically improved quarter on quarter thanks to recovering prices, increased demand and a lack of impairment charges. However, gas prices were lower than during this summer and companies also saw their refining margins further weaken. Many companies pointed to improved cash flow as a source of optimism and divestment plans push on. BP for one is targeting $25 billion of divestments by 2025 and has already completed or agreed deals covering half of this sum. This includes the $5 billion sale of its petrochemicals business to UK firm Ineos due to close by year end. Over in Norway, exploration drilling is expected to slump to a 14-year low in 2020, Norwegian Petroleum Director reported this week, reflecting the steep cuts to spending by operators in response to the COVID-19 crisis. The NPD originally forecast that 50 wells would be sunk this year before lowering its estimate to 40 in April. It now projects a count of only 30. Norway's tax regime is highly supportive of exploration, allowing operators to deduct the bulk of well costs from their tax base. Even so, a decline is inevitable considering the state of the market right now. Exploration investment has fared better in Norway than in the neighbouring UK, though, where costs are higher and the tax regime less favourable. We're now in the final days of the US election. US President Donald Trump and Democratic rival Joe Biden locked horns over oil and gas policy in the final presidential debate last week. Trump accused his rival of wanting to destroy the oil industry. While dismissing this, Biden did say he wanted to transition from fossil fuels to renewables eventually. But not all Democrats in oil producing states see eye to eye with Biden in this area. Kendra Horn, a Democratic representative from Oklahoma that is seeking re-election, said she disagreed with Biden and that the US needed an approach that valued energy independence and protecting jobs. U.S. Democratic candidate Xochitl Torres Small in New Mexico, meanwhile, described energy as the backbone of his state's economy and said that a single industry should not be demonized for climate change. Trump attacks Biden again for wanting to ban fracking, although Biden repeated that this had never been his intention. To be clear, Biden has only said he opposes fracking on federal land, most of which is in the West and Alaska and not in the main shale or producing regions in further east. The Northern American M&A scene has seen further action. Pioneer Natural Resources announced on October 20th it would buy fellow Permian Basin producer Parsley Energy for $4.5 billion in stock. Combined, the pair will produce almost uh, 560,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. The transaction, including Parsley's debt that will be assumed by Pioneer, is valued at $7.6 billion. Earlier this, week, earlier this month, ConocoPhillips said it would build up its Permian business through the takeover of Concho Resources. Meanwhile, Chevron has also expanded in the region through its completed taker of no, takeover of Noble Energy. The US unconventional sector was heavily in debt when the coronavirus struck, and many companies have been left struggling to stay afloat, and this is driving takeover activity. The result should hopefully be a more consolidated, leaner sector that will be well positioned to profit when the market recovers. Over in Canada, oil and gas producers Cenovus Energy and Husky Energy announced on October 5th, uh, 25th that they too would tie the knot in an all-stock transaction worth $18 billion, inclusive of debt. That deal, like the Pioneer Parsley one, is due for completion in the first quarter. Cenovus uh, and Husky are both primarily involved in the uh, Western 
Canadian crude oil and bitumen sector, and the combined company will rank as the third largest in Canada with daily average production of 750,000 barrels of oil equivalent. Over in Europe, France has stepped in to delay the signing of a $7 billion contract between Engie and Next Decade for US LNG supplies over a 20-year period. The government is concerned about the emissions produced from the gas that would come from Next Decade's Rio Grande LNG terminal in Texas, according to Politico and other sources. The French government, a shareholder in Engie, wants the company to consider cleaner supplies from elsewhere instead. However, the US government also intends to intervene to make sure the deal goes ahead with a diplomatic push due to be led by US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, according to Politico. Next decade was due to take a final investment decision on its Rio Grande uh, project this year, but has delayed the move until 2021. It's unclear whether there's any connection between France's move to stall the deal and an announcement by Next Decade this month that it would use carbon capture and storage and other technologies to try and reduce Rio Grande's anticipated emissions by 90%. Sticking with the theme of US uh, government intervention, Washington has broadened sanctions against Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Sanctions under the Protecting Europe's Energy Security Act of 2019 will now not only apply to those providing vessels to lay the pipeline, but also any companies providing services or facilities or upgrades for those vessels. Companies will have 30 days to end their involvement in the project before getting blacklisted. Still, as Natural Gas World has noted before, there are doubts whether these new restrictions will have any material impact on the project or its schedule. Latest reports suggest the vessels Russia plans to use to complete the pipeline are already undertaking trials in the Baltic Sea, indicating that they do not need any substantial upgrades. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next week.